Hey there, mamas. This is Paige. And I'm Leslie. And you're listening to the Outnumber Mamas podcast, where we talk all things motherhood, from tots to teens, and everything in between. Hey, mamas. Thanks for joining us. This is Paige, and I'm here with my co-host, Leslie. Hey, hey. So, how have you been? Been good. Um, You know, the holidays are now over, and... Back to the grind of work and getting kids to school every day and all that jazz. So, you know, same old, same old. Back to that. How have you been? I've been good. Um, I'm just, you know, I know it's been a couple weeks, but I feel like I'm just still trying to get over the stress of the holidays and, you know, Christmas and three out of four of my kids' birthdays and, you know, family out of town visiting and just... Yeah, trying to get back into the grind of things, sick kids. For sure, it's a lot. It's it a is lot. a lot. And actually, this actually brings me into my to- our topic that we have today about anxiety. Um, over Christmas, my husband's family came into town, and we went to my brother and sister-in-law's house, which I've talked about before how it's not baby-proofed. And it shouldn't be baby-proofed because their kid is 12, yeah. so <laughs> right. they don't need to baby-proof it. But it just really stresses me out. Just um, they have stairs, and Jack, he's going to be, he's two, and he just he doesn't really go up and down stairs because we don't have stairs other than our basement mm. stairs, mm-hmm. which he never goes by our basement stairs because right. it's gated off. So um, they have a door on their basement stairs, and they're not carpeted. It's super super steep, mm-hmm. and I was just crazy the whole entire the whole entire time we were there. We were there over a course of four days for hours every day. So um, I was just like obsessing over these stairs and making sure that that door was shut because every time someone would go downstairs and I'd hear the door open, I would like jump up. Run, yeah. Yes. So um, there was one point, it was actually our last day there, and we just walked in the house. I was making a bottle for Maisie, and my sister-in-law went downstairs to get something and I hear Jack talking behind me, and I turn around, and he's standing at the stop of the top of the stairs, looking down. Oh, and no. my heart was just in my stomach because it would have took just one step, and he yeah. would have fallen down those stairs. Yeah, uh, and it would have been bad. Yeah, they're not carpeted. It's super oh, steep. Yeah. Like tumbled all the way down. And he doesn't know how to Ugh. use stairs. He knows how right. to go up them, but he doesn't know how to go down them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, Brenly, Brenly, we had, we do have stairs in our house, so mm-hmm. she's gotten pretty good with them. But no, like at first, like I totally get that anxiety. Like I could almost visualize her like stumbling down the stairs, and even like myself, like if I carry her down the stairs, like you I can see yourself. myself like falling down the stairs with with her mm-hmm. in my arms, and yeah, it's it's terrifying. It is terrifying, and. That whole night and even, like, the next couple of days, I just kept, like, my mind was just obsessing over the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I would just keep seeing bad things happening with it over and over and over again. And yeah. and at that point, I had just recently seen um, some stuff going on on social media about, you know, baby moms losing their babies yeah. so young. And so I feel like yeah. there was just, like, this, like, air around me already, like, of gloom. Yeah. And, I was just terrified. It's almost like hyper, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, I'm not sure. (laughs) Hypersensitive. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the word. To, you know, different things that you're seeing and hearing, stories Mm -hmm. you're hearing and stuff like that. You know, I, I totally get it. 
Um, but there's, you know, I know you have some other things that you get really anxious about. I do. I I was never like this before I had kids. Um, First, let me say, I was doing just a little bit of research on this in um, anxiety for moms. It's like a real, like, legit thing. Really? Yes. For, for mothers in particular, stressing and worrying about their kids. Um, so it's real. Right. It's not just in it's your head. Normal. Yes, it's normal. It's a thing. Like, it's a real thing. I honestly feel like I need to go to the doctor about it because it's extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, there'll be nights where I'm lying in bed and I'm just thinking about all the bad things that could happen to my kid, like my kid getting cancer or, you know, my kid you know, getting in a car accident. Right. And I just, I can feel my my chest tightening and I get short of breath and my whole body starts to itch. Wow. Like, I get super, super anxious. And I have a ton of things in my life that I should be anxious about, but I'm not and uh-huh. about anything else. But it's just my kids. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I don't, I, I get anxious about certain things with my kiddos, but... I wouldn't say it's quite that extreme, but, Mm. you know, it's different for everybody. I know, like, some, like, one of the things I was reading that some mothers can't sleep, and it's not because their kid's keeping them awake. Mm -hmm. It's because they're terrified their kid's going to stop breathing while they're sleeping. I was like that forever. Like, when I I was seven weeks postpartum with Jack, I had Mm -hmm. to have my gallbladder taken out. Mm-hmm. And I was in the hospital for three nights. Yes. I barely slept because I wasn't with him. Right. Because up until then, I would check on him like every half hour to make sure, sure he was still breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that that's like a major thing. Mm-hmm. And and especially if you're freshly postpartum, postpartum <laughs> um, it's definitely, um, you know, enhanced. Right. Because... Part of PPD, yes, PPA. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Postpartum anxiety because your hormones are just like changing elevated. and elevated and all over the place. And so it tends to be a little bit more extreme after you've, you know, had a baby. But um, honestly, after my second baby, mm-hmm. um, when I took the postpartum test that they give you at your OB, mm-hmm. I, I put some stuff down about the anxiety part. And then when my doctor asked me about it, I told him that, you know, it's not that bad. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. In reality, I feel like I should have been a lot more upfront and should have been like, hey, like, sure, it's bad. I think people probably, uh, most people probably like try to downplay it because mm-hmm. they're either embarrassed or they don't want to seem like this, you know crazy mom that uh-huh. you know like you don't want to have that stigma yeah right and it's when unfortunate it's- because any type of mental health you know tends to have a stigma and it shouldn't mm-hmm. whether it's depression or anxiety or you know something else it shouldn't because it's a part of your body just like if someone did get cancer you're not going to like ma- judge them judge for them for that cancer. yeah like or you know, whatever it may be. I can't even think of something else. But, yeah, you know, mental health is just as important as the rest of your physical health. It so is, but I feel it's like unfortunate. It. Yeah, yeah, and it's unfortunate. And if you need to talk to somebody, like, uh, you know, a therapist of some sort, or even get on medication, that's okay. Like, that's right. totally okay. I've been on antidepressants before. I'm not on them right now, but I have been. And, you know, it's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You, if you need that extra help or whatever it is for 
whatever time you need it for, that's totally okay. And if if you need to talk to a therapist, that's okay. You know, you shouldn't feel embarrassed or, you know, whatever you may feel or any mom that's going through this, you know, it's, it's normal and it's, it is. And, you know, I tell myself that. And then I think part of my thing too was like, I would be like, Oh, I can do this on my own or, I'll be fine. It'll get better. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I feel like it's gotten worse. Like in the beginning, I didn't have like the chest t- tightness or the itchy face and arms. Yeah. Or I get like body aches too. Uh-huh. And I think that's related to the stress because it causes me stress. The oh, anxiety yeah. is totally causing stress. I know something else that you stress about, not to not to bring up more no, that's okay. for you. But I know you, um, in particular, are worried about like food and, and Jack choking yes. and stuff like that. I I'm know that's, terrified of yeah. it. It's the main reason that I didn't go back to work after yeah. I had Maisie because I went back to work after I had Jack. But by the time I was out on maternity leave with for Maisie, mm-hmm. Jack had just started eating solids. Yeah. So no one was. They were just giving him a bottle, which didn't freak me out. Right. But. The, my mom, my dad, Ryan, I guess, <laughs> and my stepson, Nick, and my sister are really the only people that I'm okay with feeding him. Like, I don't even go to church because I freak out the whole entire service that yeah. he's going to get something and choke on it. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, and it, it may not even be food. It could right. be any tiny little toy or mm-hmm. some little button or something that's fallen onto the floor. Yeah. And I've had to give him the toddler Heimlich before. He oh, choked yeah, on a piece of ravioli. Yes. It is and so scary. It's terrifying. I'm yeah. like, do I call 911 right now or do I just keep giving him black back blows mm-hmm. or what? Like, he's not coughing. Mm. He's mm. not talking. He's- so, um, when you had to do that, and I remember you telling me this, but I can't remember, like, by you doing the back blows, did he it then finally spit came it out? out? Yeah, okay. and then he threw up. Okay. Yeah. And then he started choking one day when you and I were at the park. Um, yes. And friendly gave him a cracker. Yes. yes. And he was strapped <laughs> into his, his stroller. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Like, he's better with it now. He mm-hmm. hasn't, knock on wood, he hasn't done it in a really long time. But now I have Maisie to worry about, Right, too. I was going to say, do you think you'll feel that same way with mm-hmm. Maisie? Yeah. I will. Yeah. Another day, my dad watched Jack and my mom and Maisie and I went to Aldi. And um, I gave my dad food for Jack. And my dad called me, and my heart dropped when he called. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. he's calling me to tell me that Jack choked her. Like, yeah. It's like the worst thing automatically goes to my head. And then I didn't get to the phone in time, and I tried calling him, and we were, like, playing phone tag. Oh, and I'm no, like, and he wasn't answering, yes. so then and you're like, in a full-out panic. Yeah, so I'm like, the fire department's there right now, the ambulance. Like, Oh, no. <laughs> my mind just automatically goes to the, to the yeah. worst possible scenario. So um, my mom was like this, too. I don't know. I don't know who has it worse, uh-huh. but even as an adult, my mom always has me check in with her, and I guess I didn't get it until I until became you had a parent. Kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's um, I'm kind of like that with my girls um, too. My older two, I always like to, if I can't get in touch with them, like mm-hmm. within, I don't know. A half hour or something, I I start to panic a little bit. And I'm like, why aren't they answering me? Why aren't, you know? So I actually have the the find my Mm -hmm. friends friends. or whatever, Ella, at least just Ella, um, because she's on my phone plan. So Mm -hmm. I can always look up to see where she's at, which helps. 
But honestly, I'm 33 and my mom can see where I am too. Yeah. Well, so you can understand mm-hmm. why she would want to do that, you know. I can. I just turned it on safe. for her. We went to California a few years ago, so I turned it on for her just so she wouldn't worry. Yeah, yeah. And then uh I never turned it off and she she texts me all the time, "Why are you at blah blah blah?" <laughs> And then I'm like, like, Mom, quit chill out. I'm 33 years old. Right. But then I think of it, I'm like, you know what? I'm probably going to be like that at 33 because yeah. there's so many things to worry about. And now that I have a daughter, too, it's like you have to worry about, you have to worry more about, like, sex trafficking sure. and kidnapping and, right. you know, abuse and all that stuff. And you have to yeah. worry about it with boys, too. But I feel like it's just a little bit different with girls. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, so... I think there's some things that you can do to maybe help with it a little bit. I think, and I think you do most of these things. Mm-hmm. I think that having a good support system is super important and having right. people that you do trust with your kids, like you've already mentioned, and, and just actually um, having people to talk to about it, right. friends, family, and these mom groups that we're a part of um, mm-hmm. on Facebook or other social media and putting these things out there and I think seeing other people responding and saying, yes, I have that too or I struggle with that, it makes you feel probably less crazy. Yeah, yes. yeah. I post about this in a local mom group. And yeah. A lot of moms have it. Like, oh, for sure. A lot. Oh, for sure. It's probably a lot more common than most people think. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I think having that support system, even with strangers on social media, mm-hmm. is, is good. Um, and another one that I thought of was, um, now obviously you don't have this, you're not quite at that phase of life yet, but I think that when your kids are in school, and it might, it, I think your worries will change probably. Um, I guess in, in respect to your your child as an individual and maybe maybe let's just say they're really falling behind in like a particular you know uh subject subject yes that's the word I was looking for like if they just really suck at math and you're just like gosh kid are you ever gonna get this like you can talk to their teacher and be like you know because they see see hundreds of kids Mm -hmm. you know over the course of years and just knowing like okay does my kid fall within the normal range? And nine times out of ten, they're going to be like, yes. Yeah. They're going to be fine. They're going to pick it up, you know. You know, they'll get it eventually. They're just, you know, struggling a little bit now. Or, what, you know, whatever it may be. I think teachers will be a good um, resource to have as well when it comes to, like, either social skills or educational stuff and, you know, just making sure that your kid is kind of, like, falling in some sort of a normal range. Yeah. That's so a that, good point. Yeah, I thought, oh, teachers would probably be... I mean, they see hundreds mm-hmm. of students. Because I worry about that, too. I mean, it's so silly, but, I mean, I worry, like, is Jack developmentally on the right track? Right, is you he know, talking does enough? Does he, so, does he... So, <laughs> show signs of, yeah. you know, like, disorders or... He's perfect. I know, but <laughs> in, in I Google know. is I know. my worst right. enemy, too. I know, right? My pediatrician is always like, please, please, please... Do not go and Google this. Right. <laughs> Do not Google your symptoms because you're going to automatically assume your kid has cancer right. every time. She's like, no, don't, please don't do that. Yeah. So, and that's another thing. Um, you want to make sure as far as um, medical stuff, you want to make sure that you have a pediatrician that you trust mm-hmm. and your values align um, with stuff like that because, you know, they can be a source of 
comfort for you when it comes mm-hmm. to anything medical? Like, you know, I've called my pediatrician so many times for sure. But even like, and this is not, this is a controversial topic, but like vaccines, like I'm terrified of mm-hmm. something bad happening because I got my kid a vaccine, but I'm also terrified of my kid getting something that could have been prevented from a vaccine. Like, right. I know, you know, you just see so much conflicting information about it that it just, right. It makes me crazy. So it's I feel hard. like I have to like, Just put trust in my pediatrician. Right. In my pediatrician, every time I see her, um, you know, she says, I would never, I would never do something for your child that I don't do for my own. Right. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) I try. And she's got three kids. So I'm like, all right, I trust her with, you know, the treatment Mm -hmm. she's going to give my kids. So, um, like Brenly, um, she's, she's over two now and she still has a soft spot in the top of her head Mm -hmm. by now it's typically closed right it's typically hardened and formed and so like you know I was stressed about it for a while and um did you google it of course you know Mm -hmm. and you know I didn't find anything too horrible, but still, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my kid's head? Mm-hmm. Does she have fluid on her brain that's making it not close? Is there some sort of other issue going on to why, you know? Right. And so they sent us for an ultrasound, and, you know, she's fine. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no f- extra fluid or any kind of mass or anything that's causing it to not close. Um, it's just a delayed closure, and we're just going to wait for it to close. But um, that's where my doctor came into play. And, you know, I, I relied on her knowledge and expertise and whatever to make me right. feel better. And so it really calmed my anxiety with that. So another thing, um, you know, you can turn your stress, and it's not always applicable in every situation, but you can turn your stress and anxiety into um, uh something put 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 your nervous energy into something productive so right. like something that um i was getting anxious about was you know when when you're when your kids are little and they're on the floor constantly mm-hmm. like learning how to crawl or whatever they're constantly putting everything in their mouth mm-hmm. and you're like dude that's been all over the floor like whether it's a toy or who knows they find everything right and it goes right in the mouth so I took that nervous energy, and now I've become obsessed with having clean floors. Like, mm-hmm. the rest of my house can be completely trashed. But I sweep my floors every day, multiple times a day, and I mop, I mop them now, like, probably three or four days a week, which is ridiculous, right? But I'm like, it's become my one obsession. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, hey, now I've got clean floors. floors. Um, so I've kind of took my nervous energy and, and, and I feel a little less stressed about kind of what's going in my kids' mouths because I'm like, well, at least it's on a clean floor, you know, (laughs) that's kind of like my, my resolve for that. But I've been stressing out about that too, with, um, like shoes being worn in the living room. Yes. Like I get if you're going right to the kitchen and you walk through the living room Mm -hmm. because you're in a hurry. Right. But, like, Ryan will wear his shoes through the house all day, and it drives me flipping crazy. Right. I'm like, you know how many germs? The other day, this this stressed me out. So my stepson stepped in dog poop at his mom's house, and we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I went, he wore, his shoes were sitting by the front door, 
but he wore them uh-huh, on the carpet. Yeah. And I go into the living room and I see Jack playing with like a clump of dirt. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what no. is that? And he had like dirt all over his mouth. Oh no. So I pull it out and I'm like, this is weird. I put it in the garbage and then I'm looking, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that looked like dog poop. <laughs> so I go back into the living room and I was inspecting the bottom of the shoes and then on the bottom of Nick's shoes there's dog poop and so I smelled Jack's hand and it smelled like dog poop oh no and I opened his mouth and it was in his mouth like oh no yeah that stresses me out and then I'm like oh my gosh I google my kid just ate dog poop what do I do and that morning Maisie had been she got a hold of lotion and put it all over the floor and started eating it, and I had to call poison control. Oh my gosh! Because that's what it said on the back of the right the lotion. Right. So it's just like um, it's just so kids. stressful, you <laughs> yeah, know. It is. It really is. And I'm sure he was. They're fine, both fine. Right? Yeah, they're t- they're totally fine. So yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I've just found that like when I'm starting to get anxious about something, if if I can take that anxiety and kind of like put it into something else, put it somewhere else. Yeah, like like the floors. I need it, to try it, to do that. It's helped me or like vacuuming or I don't know, something that, th- something that can also benefit the kids. Mm-hmm. So I found, well, they're laying all over the floor all the time. This will help keep it clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm, a, I do find that I'm a little less stressed about it. Cause I'm like, well, I know I just mopped that floor two hours ago. So, so it's good. Yeah. Cause you don't wear fine. shoes in the house too. So I try not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have the same issue. Like my, when my parents come over, I get Especially the grandpas. What's with the grandpas? Like, they refuse to take their shoes off. I'm like, dude, like, we're trying to, at least the room, you know, the family the room. Yes, I'm like, can you at least mm-hmm. take them off? But they don't. It's hard. And in the winter, it's hard, too, because they track in salt. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I had a, pulled a piece of salt out of her mouth. Oh, man. A few months <laughs> ago. And oh, then sorry. I put it in my mouth because I didn't know if it was salt or glass. glass. It was salt. It was salt. You know, it's it makes you wonder, like, how did we survive as as kids? Right. You know, because our parents <laughs> didn't have Google. They didn't have, mm-hmm. you know, they probably didn't call the pediatrician for every little thing. Right. And they didn't have baby monitors mm-hmm. and stuff where you're constantly like watching your kid to make sure they're breathing when they're sleeping mm-hmm. or you know they whatever. Have the outlets and right, exactly. You know, just all the stuff that we have now. Yep, they didn't have any of that. So, and you know, we survived. We're just fine. We did. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna talk to my doctor about it because I really do think that I should be put on something. And that's okay if you need that page. It's fine. Like, I know. don't feel weird about it. Like, I know. I'm just, and this, I'm not trying to sound like, uh, what's the word? Like. I don't, okay, don't take this the wrong way, but I, I want I to be on something so it helps with this, but I also don't want to gain weight, and I'm so afraid that if I put on an antidepressant, because I know that a lot of people gain weight, and my metabolism is completely different than it was when I was, like, in my 20s. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a valid concern. Um, when I know when I was on my antidepressant, I did not gain weight. You're tiny. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not really. If you saw me naked, you'd be like, oh, yeah, she's got some chub. Like, there's... No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay. (laughs) I know you don't. Stop it. Um, But it's worth a try, you know? And if it's going to help... I mean, because you don't want to live, like, completely stressed out constantly because... 
That's not good either. I know. And I know that once we get through this phase, it's just going to turn into something, something else. else. You know, yeah. Nick, my stepson, he's going to start driving in three years. Like, well, that's Ella. Ella. <laughs> yeah, she's done driver's ed. She turned 16. She'll be 16 this April. And she can drive. And it's just like a whole new set of worries. Yeah, like the other day. Um, so she had um, she, some friends come over. And it was three other girls. And they're... Um, one girl's 15, and then there's a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old. And they were driving, the four of them. Four oh teenage gosh, girls. And I, I, I kind of was. And I, the, the driver, I even said, um, I'm not going to say her name, but I was like, hey, you know, Betty. That's not really her name, but hey, Betty, <laughs> please make sure you're driving safe. I said, I know I'm not your mom. But please drive safe. If the girls are getting rowdy or too loud, tell them to quiet down. Like, I'm like, I know you've heard this probably Mm -hmm. from your mom, but for my own sanity, I have to tell you myself. And she was very sweet. She's like, I know, I know. And I told Ella, I was like, Ella, if the girls are getting rowdy, you tell them to be quiet. I said, if the music is too loud, turn it down. Mm -hmm. I said, let Betty drive and focus and get you guys to where you need to be safely. And I said, and of course, text me when you get there. And she did. And it was great. So it was fine. But yeah, like it's a whole new set of worries with each phase that your kids go through. That's at that point, like Ella is such a good girl. Nick is such a good kid. Like I trust Nick Mm -hmm. and I trust that his, he's going to hang out with people who are good kids too. Yeah. But my thing is, like, I don't trust other people who are right. driving. Right. You well, know? And that was my thing. I was like, because you always hear that um, there's a statistic, and I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I know that um, teenagers get in more car accidents when there's other teenagers in the car with them. That makes sense. Yeah. they're distracted. They're distracted. They're listening to the music way too loud. They're talking. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. They're laughing. They're just not focused. So, yeah. It's always going to be something. It's always going to be something. So, yeah. I'll get through it. We'll all get through it. For sure. Mamas, if you are anxious like I am, just know that you're not alone. Definitely um, not. You know, I'll talk more about this in future podcasts. And especially if I do talk to a doctor, I will give you updates on, you know, what the plan is and if it's helping or not. Yeah. It's it's great. And, you know, you do what you got to do. That's, it is what it is. It is. <laughs> so let us know if you are an anxious person like I am. Um, drop a comment. Leave us some feedback. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. And until next time, let's mom, mom together. together.